Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 63. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. Today is Saturday. It is almost 1 o'clock, and James, guess what? The state's burning? The state's burning, but that's not new. That's just how it is now, and life is just trash like yeah. that. Uh, no, I uh, I slept nine hours last night. Oh, uh, how'd that feel? <laughs> First time I've done that, and I honestly cannot remember. Uh, it felt really good, and then I was like, "Well, time to go work out." <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the best time when you're well rested. Yeah, no, because uh, dude, this whole week I, I haven't been at home um, Wednesday through Friday. So what? yeah, I was downtown. You went outside. I went outside, and I was around other people. So that was interesting. Yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go. Th- I'll, I'll go through it quickly, but. Um, you know, everyone knows Microsoft store is closed and everything else. Well, you know, the stores were still in the, the physical stores. Yeah, the physical yeah. store is still there. So myself and like a skeleton crew of people have gone in to basically decommission it, take it down, like mm. get rid of things. And there's only like 10 of us. So it wasn't too bad. And we were like donating devices to charities and um, just sending things back, throwing stuff away. Uh, I got away with uh, James. Would you like to know my loot? I got well. I got to I got to recover my f- food from the freezer. That was the most important thing. I was like, yes. And everyone's like, is that still good? I'm like, it's frozen food from the freezer that was store bought in the freezer. I think it's fine. And like yeah, the expiration frozen date- food would last a pretty long time generally. Yeah, and like one of them, it's like, oh yeah, May 2021. I'm like, y'all need to relax. But uh, I got. That I got it's not my... like you left milk in the fridge and was like, oh, cool, it's still good. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> but uh, I got my uh, extra PlayStation back that I had bought from someone for like 70 bucks, like 60, 70 bucks. And it was so cheap because the disk drive didn't really work well. I never tried it because I didn't want anything to get stuck. But I was like, it's fine. It's a cheap ass digital console. That's okay. Uh, I got a 24, I got 24 ginger ales. I got a backpack full of Coca Cola. Uh, I got aliens on Blu-ray. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> uh, and a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, so I, I've been actually doing a lot of physical work, which I haven't done in so long because it's like, you know, working remotely. You're just at a computer all day and just sitting down and then you get up and you're like, I need to walk around more. So it felt good to move around. The only issue, James, I had to wake up at 530 in the morning to go to work at <sighs> seven o'clock and then finish at four and then a couple of those days i would work out after two and i was and i had like other things i had to do as well like after those so it was just non-stop i probably i tried to go to bed early i couldn't it was hard so like i was going to bed at like 11 12 so i was only getting like five and a half six and a half hours of sleep the last few days so that's why i was like oh i needed that but we got i got three days off i'm gonna i'm gonna get some more sleep like the plan is nine hours every day and then I have to go back one more day to the store, last day to send stuff out. And then uh, I'm, I'm taking the rest of the week off. So I'm going to have another five day weekend and it's going to, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to catch up on sleep. I'm going to try to reconfigure my sleep schedule to finally get that down and not kill myself anymore. So that'll be nice. Yeah. And then, uh, dude, last night, guess what? It's fantasy draft time. It's fantasy football season. Wait, is there even like a regular football season? Football starts next week. NFL starts next week. They're actually doing it. They're that? actually doing it. Okay. So, James, <laughs> we have the NBA playoffs right now. We still have the regular season for baseball. 
and we have football season starting. So we have yeah. all three sports happening at once now. Oh, yeah, you're right. That doesn't usually happen. That does not oh. usually happen because football starts in like September, August, and ends in like February, which is when base- uh, basketball season usually is, and it ends sometime like, what is it, like late spring, early summer. And then baseball season starts like spring, ends like early fall. So, or like, yeah, early fall. So like kind of a NBA and baseball, like each one overlaps, but not all three together. Usually you'll get like the end of baseball, start of football, end of yeah. football, start of basketball, end of basketball, start of baseball. But all three at once, it's weird. So, yeah. And my dad keeps like mentioning every time he watches baseball that it's it's so weird that there's like no one in the stands. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, yeah, there shouldn't be right now, but whatever. Yeah. So it's going to be cool. I have another uh, I have another league I'm drafting for. I did one last night. I got some pretty good stuff. Uh, since I won last year, though. Uh, I got first and last picks, so that was cool. Mm. I got, I got both uh, Tom, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. We're doing two QBs this season, so we never done that before. Uh, right. So that's gonna be interesting. I was uh, I was robbed of uh, freaking Kittle and uh, Garoppolo, though. I was very very saddened by that. I was like, that was like my number one tight end pick and my third QB pick, so. I didn't get those. I was, I was quite sad, but I got the Niners defense. They're they're they were like practically number one, so I'm, I'm you know they're going to be a good time. But all right, uh, we got another episode today. It's Sutra Side Talk. We talk games, movies, TV show news, just select news, and of course uh, what we're playing and watching. And we've been. I know last week was obviously a. You could tell we were more exhausted. It's like post fandom and yeah. all the other shit that's been happening. Post fandom, post uh, um, Gamescom, and then just like the gut punch of Chadwick Boseman passing away. Yes, it was. It was just a. It was just extremely exhausting, yeah. and we were pretty much low energy. And it actually, I didn't think Gamescom would take that long, but it did. So we're like, ah, you know, we'll delay Horizon. So we'll be doing that today. But we got regular news. There's no big thing. The biggest thing we got today is the Nintendo. We have like the Nintendo Direct about Mario's uh, 35th anniversary. Yeah. And other, we have a couple uh, movie TV news like regarding like Spider-Man stuff, Zack Snyder stuff. We got AT&T Warner Brothers stuff and some <laughs> some Xbox stuff as well. So all that stuff is coming, and then we will finally have time to actually talk about Horizon Zero Dawn, and we'll get that done, and we'll finish off with what we're going to be covering next week, because we already got another event, and we have another plan, so we'll, we'll get to that at the end, though, of course. So James, you ready to, to jump right into it? Absolutely. All right, so we're starting off today with movie TV news, and our first piece is the Spider-Man character Silk. So Silk is a uh, Korean character or Korean American character named June Moon. She was, uh, if I remember correctly, James. I didn't read it myself. Wait, whoa, whoa. her name is June Moon. Cindy Moon. That's what I was about My to say. Like, wait, wait, she has the same name as like the Enchantress. I never caught that. I forgot. Yeah, because there's two moons, and yeah, that's why I got. Okay, yeah, sorry, Cindy yeah. Moon. Yeah, I got mixed up there. My bad. Uh, Cindy Moon. 
Uh, she appeared in the Spider-Man Original Sin, where it turns out she got bit at the same time as Peter. Yeah, but like, she got put into what was it? She was put into like a weird uh, bunker by Jackal, I think. Yeah, like so. From what I remember of that storyline, it was like, okay, we said when Spider-Man first got his powers that the spider like died after it bit him or whatever. But apparently, in the like minutes before it died. It latched on to another person, and that was Cindy Moon. So she has uh, got bit by the same uh, spider as Peter. And yeah, somehow, I don't remember if they explained it at the time, Jackal got a, a hold of her and put her into, like, a bomb shelter, basically, and told her if she ever left, it would cause, like, the end of the world. And I don't, I don't think I read t- uh, far enough to see if they ever actually say if that was a true thing that he thought or if he was just fucking with her the whole time i think he was fucking but with her i just the whole remember time. thinking what i think he was fucking with her the whole time i can't i didn't i, I didn't read further i just remember everything being weird because she was like awkwardly interacting with everything like what's this what's that who's this yeah this is really funny because like she has literally all of peter's powers but more because she can he has to make web fluid to do his web swinging and stuff. She could just shoot spider silk out of her fingertips and she can make it different colors and stuff. She literally just like weaves her own spider suit every time she goes out at this point. And I don't know. I just think she's like a really interesting, cool character. Uh, it's also w- really funny that for some reason she and Peter were like animalistically attracted to each other initially. Wasn't she so, giving off pheromones or something? something like that and it was like there was this funny scene where this was like right after the superior spider-man storyline so peter was still technically kind of dating anna maria or at least like she was aware that he's no longer who he was before anyway there's like she came home to their apartment and like peter was literally like on the ceiling with silk and he was just like uh anna maria it's not what it looks like I just thought it was super funny. I, I'm interested to see a uh, show with Silk, though, because I think she's a really cool character. Yeah. And uh, the show is... Uh, apparently, uh, Lauren Moon <laughs> is in talks to write. Mm. Uh, and then the uh, produ- executive producers are going to be, of course, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, mm. who worked on uh, Spider-Verse. So that'll be cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, and let's see. Uh, there's not much more uh, to say except potentially it might be on Prime Video. It might be a Prime Video streaming show. Uh, Interesting. It's Sony, so I don't think they'd put uh, it on yeah. Disney stuff. They still, I guess, would do their own thing. But huh. I'm curious if it's going to be a new Cindy Moon or if it's going to be the Cindy Moon from uh, Spider-Man, from the Tom Holland Spider-Man that's played by Tiffany Espenson. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting that there is technically a, like a possible Silk character already in this, uh, the Sony movies. Yeah. And this is, the of course, just in addition now to the other Spider films we're getting that are like more, they're, you know, Sony's like, you know, Spider-Man's the one character in Marvel big enough to have his own universe because of the amount yeah. of characters related, which the only other one would be uh, the Bat family. But, uh-huh. uh, you know, they're working. They've, we had Venom. We're getting a second Venom. We're getting a Morbius movie. Uh, they're working on a Black Cat, Silver Sable, uh, Craven, apparently. 
Um, and I'm sure there's more somewhere. I don't, you know, it's it's a whole thing. I, I feel like we could do a, an even smaller thing of spider spider movies after we finish all the DC stuff, James. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't want to do that, though. Uh, yeah, so... Remember when there was going to be a Sinister Six movie? Oh, yeah, that was another... Yeah, that, I, I think that's dead. So... Oh, absolutely. Wasn't that with Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was like when they did the uh, the the Green Goblin, or at least the Harry Osborne Green Goblin yeah. storyline in the second movie, there was like a scene where he's like walking past a bunch of other Oscorp projects. Yeah, you see all like, the stuff. Yeah. That's why I think, I always jo- I, I joke about it, but I think it would be really interesting if they, instead of Venom being with like the Tom Holland Spider-Man, if Venom 2, you see Spider-Man and he takes off the mask and it's Andrew Garfield and you're like, what? <laughs> and then it's just like, all, they just continue it and they're like, yo, you thought he was gone? I do. I still think, um, I still think he was kind of robbed because he, not by Tom Holland, but just by Sony because they screwed up with two like original they re-edited it and like the, the some of the cast was said like yeah the first version was a lot better and then they changed it to some bullshit uh, but also you know weird we had uh, no no one i think no one really enjoyed the spider-man but <laughs> electro was it was not the, well, they made him like a stalker yeah he's a weird spider weird. fan who was like spider-man and it just didn't it didn't work it, it just didn't work at all uh and then Wait, you don't remember me you don't remember like uh, coming across a dude with blue lightning flowing through his skin they also did a bad job doing the whole storyline of harry osborne you're a fraud spider man yeah <laughs> you're a God, fraud. I hated that. <laughs> they could have what dude they could i i, I think they should have killed off emma stone's gwen stacy in a third movie i think that would have been a lot better i also though at the same time would have because it's Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy would have been like you know you could just say fuck Mary Jane and not put her in this at all and just have for the first time like oh Gwen Stacy's alive and it's a good time like you don't need to we everyone oh, we yeah. always have Mary Jane in like everything even though it's like uh MJ in Holland's isn't Mary Jane she's just MJ something else uh played by Zendaya and then you know we had Kirsten Dunst Mary Jane and we have Mary Jane in the game so it's like we could wasn't there someone cast as mary jane for the second amazing spider-man movie she was cut out of and the they film just like yeah they cut her out entirely yeah yeah huh. so there's a yeah there's a whole bunch of stuff it's just like it's weird that movie got the it's like that's pro the three movies that i feel like kind of got weirdly screwed up was like suicide squad justice league and amazing spider-man 2 where it's like they had all this stuff like there's also a lot of secret agent stuff like they were saying like his parents were Oh, yeah. Remember the original trailer? Harry's like, hey, I found this about your parents. And it's like, whoa, this is really interesting and stuff. Like, uh, it would have been, I th- you know, it would have been interesting. I mean, at the same time, too, I'd be like, yo, y'all need to make a Amazing Spider-Man 3 and also make a Spider-Man 4 starring Tobey Maguire. <laughs> and like, yes, let's just keep making it. all of them together. <laughs> like I said, though, of course. And then do like an Avengers style, in, like Spider Verse movie where they all come together. Oh, God. do it! That would be yeah, that'd be fantastic. It, it's also like I said, Doctor Strange two into the whatever madness mountains madness. It's fucking madness, whatever it's called. Multiverse of madness is that what it's called? Is it multiverse of madness? Um, yeah, it's like Doctor Strange. 
Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to look it up real quick. Just yeah. to be sure. So, you know, like, I, I didn't care for the first one. I thought it was very bland and generic. But uh, with the second one, I was like, I already could care less. And then they said, Sam Raimi's directing it, and it's in the multiverse. And I said, okay. So what you're saying is we can get Tommy McGuire Spider-Man in this movie. And it's like I said, James, if he's not in this movie... I'm going to consider this movie trash. I will 100% not care about this film if there's no freaking Tommy Maguire Spider-Man. There's just no point. If you have a multiverse and you don't put him in it, then you're just telling me that you don't you don't know what you're doing. You just don't know at all. Uh, so it is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Okay, so I was right. All right, all right. Cool. So yeah, we got this spider news. That's cool. Um, we'll see if this show fully happens. Uh, I, I'd probably watch it at least the first few episodes if it's good and then keep watching it. Uh, cause we haven't really gotten a spider live action show. So this could be interesting to say the least. Uh, next up though, we got some Zack Snyder movie news. This is not actually Justice League related. Uh, his next film is, uh, Army of the Dead and it's a zombie film uh, that I've been excited about because it's been in the works for quite some time. Uh, for those that haven't watched it yet, I would implore everyone to go watch Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake. So there's like the original, I think, 70s Dawn of the Dead movie. Uh, he remade it, and it's like standalone. It's not part of like a... It's not like there's no remade uh, George Romero trilogy of the, the dead movies, but uh, Dawn of the Dead is, like I said, standalone. I think it was made in the early 2000s. It's pretty, it's pretty good. It's like, you know, zombies. Uh, when did he do that? Uh, 2000. All right, I'm going to guess off the top of my head, 2006. I could be completely wrong. So I'm going to huh. look it up. Uh, it was 2004. I was off by two years. So he did 2004. It was a pretty good remake, honestly. And <laughs> he's doing uh, this film. And it's not out yet. We're still waiting for it. But uh, what is awesome about this is it's actually getting already a prequel movie, which I'm like, all right, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> Just give me more. That's fine. And not only that, it's getting a Netflix anime series. So that's pretty... I, I wasn't expecting that. This is all like, you know, that's a lot of news coming out yeah, of this. Yeah, I was like not expecting that i mean to be fair i also forgot that Zack snyder was making a, a zombie movie but uh i don't know it's interesting yeah and it's it's cool because like uh all right so the prequel anime series army of the dead lost vegas uh las vegas will chronicle the origin story of dave batista's character from snyder's army of the dead tracing his and his crew's various activities during the initial fall of vegas as they confront the mysterious source of the zombie outbreak hmm. yeah sounds cool so that's gonna be interesting and that's the series i don't know what the setter is directing uh oh he's directing two episodes of the series and oh batista will be in the series too uh, da, 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 da. You know, the two projects are based around Snyder's Army of the Dead, which is set to follow a group of mercenaries that take the ultimate gamble venturing into quarantine zone following a zombie outbreak. 
to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. So it's a zombie heist movie. I, I, for, I couldn't remember the premise exactly, but I just remember hearing Snyder zombies, and I was like, oh, more Dawn of the Dead? I, sign me up, let's go. So I, honestly, that's an awesome premise. You don't, you don't really get like those kind of combos. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, I'll probably give it a watch. All right, so that's it for movie TV news. We'll move into the gaming news uh, for did, today. I just yeah. realized, did you want to talk about the, uh, real briefly, um, Robert Pattinson being diagnosed with COVID? <sighs> yeah, okay. Yeah, we can do that real like, fast. like, now the Batman is delayed again. That is true. Unfortunately. They, did, they won't give a date, um, but yeah, Robert Pattinson uh, is diagnosed with uh, COVID-19, so he's got the corona uh so is the rock and his family actually too yeah like i don't know people have been blaming the rock for just like oh well you shouldn't have had guests over or whatever it's like well i don't know shit happens i guess but it's just like i I, you know that is true yeah you know you can't give anyone leeway at this point like it's the whole it's the whole thing of yeah you're gonna keep it, it it's that pretty much I mean, hell, I've, I've been fucking risking it this past three days working with other people again in person. And I, yeah. if I get it, I'm going to be like, well, we knew what we were doing. I mean, we knew what we signed up for. Uh, and we probably should, st- you know, <laughs> fuck. Uh, but it is still like, this is still going on. It's not like it disappeared. And even with like yeah. cases decreasing, if you just go back to normal, then it just increases again. And people go, oh, shit, it's happening again. It's like, well, yeah, you didn't really... I mean, I don't know how the yeah. hell, like, I'm assuming Robert Pattinson got it on set, maybe, or, like, uh, Seems s- likely. somewhere there, and then The Rock's family, if, was it that they just had people over? I, I honestly never he, looked into uh, it. I didn't watch, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't watch the entire, like, 10-minute video he put up, but he he did say that, like, they believe that they got infected when, like, they had some, like, family friends over who they claimed that they had been like quarantining and that they were like absolutely sure that they were completely safe but it turns out they weren't because with this one you just never really know yeah so who knows um in hell like you never know it's like you always remember people still probably go to the grocery stores and stuff so yeah it's like anything but i mean it's always a risk i don't know um yeah just wear a mask guys <laughs> wear a mask and so- still distance and yeah. don't do anything I, stupid i think the rock said his he and his family are already like past it which so i'm, I'm glad they're they're okay but you know also i'm i just hope robert pattinson is fine yeah because <laughs> i mean granted he he's probably at least fit ish because he's got to be batman but like you know that doesn't make you necessarily immune from dying oh from no definitely thing. not i could still beat the shit out of you yeah so uh good luck to him i guess (laughs) yeah so hopefully yeah hopefully he'll get through it um i mean like yeah hopefully he'll get through it you know it's it's affected people that seem healthy and are young and they're dead so yeah like you never know but hopefully he gets through it fine all right on to the gaming news first off here Guess what, James? We don't have to worry anymore about AT&T fucking up games. Uh, they are no longer interested in selling Warner Brothers Interactive Media, which would be all of the studios that are like Rocksteady, Warner Brothers Montreal, uh, NetherRealm, uh, Monolith. So they are safe 
I expect because they realized, oh, wait, these make us a shit ton of money, especially with uh, the announcement at Fandom that we're getting, like, yeah. people are probably going to buy the shit out of Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad, so, like, why would they want to get rid of those? Uh, they, they basically, I think there was, like, a call or earnings thing or something that basically, like, uh, they realized, like, okay, uh, this will make us money. Take it off the list of things we're interested in getting rid of or selling. Uh, so that's really it. I'm glad, though, that they are not going to make that foolish mistake. Yeah. But now, James, we just have to worry about comics uh, since, you know, know DC right? Direct is gone, which, you know, there's their statues and figures. We talked about that on uh, uh, D3 Media's uh, episode on YouTube. But I mean, that that's the thing is like, <clears throat> excuse me, like video games, if you market them correctly and you don't go like way over budget with like the production or whatever, like they can make you a decent chunk of money. But yeah, it just unfortunately it sounds like dc comics and also i think brandon said last time that like marvel comics also like hasn't made a profit in a long ass time it's, yeah. it's all just the movies and stuff pretty much yeah the comics don't make the companies any money so we'll see also you know we'll find out more i guess in september 12th or after september 12th what's going to go on yeah uh, for dc at least but who knows and at least we could still get the games yeah and it's, it's so we got an update on that at least you know because last time we talked about that and it was just like for fuck's sake at&t stop sucking uh which you know they, they knew what they were getting into they went we're gonna buy this and we're gonna go into debt like four billion dollars or i forget how much it was and then they're like whoa oh man we gotta get rid of this stuff and it's like you bought it to close it thanks piece of shit <laughs> fucking, i hate corporate culture fucking corporate <laughs> bullshit all right uh, next one was uh, Xbox Showcase. Uh, it's coming to Tokyo Game Show. I was not expecting this just because, uh, my, you know, Microsoft's an American company. Um, yeah, they usually skip uh, t- uh, TGS because they don't have much market in Japan, honestly. Yeah, no, they, they yeah, Xbox isn't that big in Japan at all. And it's unexpected to hear that they're going to have a showcase there. I don't know if Sony would. They haven't announced anything, so I don't think they're going to be there uh usually you know maybe get nintendo or, and sony are the like the two of the big ones that would show up there and sometimes they don't even show up there like uh it's it's sometimes maybe just sony and not even nintendo but it's weird that the only one so far is microsoft among like the you know third-party japanese publishers and things like that uh, and of yeah. course you know at tgs you get a lot of more obscure stuff that maybe is only big in japan and you look at it and you're like the fuck is this i don't know what this is so hmm. um it's interesting, and you're like, oh, wait, this is the weirdest place to... James, I feel like this would be the weirdest place to announce uh, uh, the news for, like, you know, the Xbox Series X price and release date. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, oh, I guess they'll do it there. And then I read up, and it says, no next-gen news. So they're not doing it there. And this showcase is just going to probably be about games that are either coming out this fall or are just released, or I don't really... No, to be honest, I don't really know what's happening here. Exactly. So, like, I'm trying to look up when Tokyo Game Show actually is. It's end of the month. End of this month. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Because, oh. like, it's crazy to me that we are about two months away from owning these consoles. Possibly. Yeah. Granted, they 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 have not said specifically what their release date is. But Sony seems to be really dead set on not pushing it 
beyond the a holiday season this uh, this year. So in theory, we should be we should have these consoles in our homes within a few months, and we still don't know the price of either of them. Yes. It's crazy. It's, and, uh, it's, it's insane. And so you'd think that like I I would imagine that well I would not be surprised if Sony went to TGS this year and was like, here's what the price of the PlayStation 5 is going to be, at least in Japan. Uh, But for Microsoft to be going there and to not even say, to say beforehand that we're not even going to talk about next-gen stuff is crazy to me. Sorry, I was yawning. Uh, They're just playing chicken with each other at this point, and it's ridiculous. It's, it's, It's insane. We've never we've never had to deal with this kind of like hops I don't, I don't even know what to call it it's they're just teasing and you're like like sony just did a recent thing where they're like sign up to be notified for ps5 yeah <laughs> whatever and i'm like it, 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 at the same time i won't lie like this is a small snippet of when i worked over in the physical location uh there was like a thing where it's like hey there's this interest thing you can get so people can basically uh sign up for an interest uh <laughs> Uh, of getting uh, notified when there's a pre-order for the Series X. And it was nice. just like, yeah, so you're pre-ordering the pre-order. Okay. And they're both doing the pre-orders for the pre-order right now. And I'm just like, for fuck, for fuck's sake, just tell us the fucking day Just point. let me know how much money I need to set aside to make sure I have this thing at the end of the year. For the love of fucking God, please. Like, it's pretty much, is it coming out November 6th, November 13th, or November 20th? Those are the three dates. It's They're all Fridays. Yeah. They're not going to put it out on the 27th because that's Black Friday. Why the hell would they release it? That would be so mean. <laughs> no, because they... Th- all right, my whole thing oh, was... no, I, I wouldn't even go out on Black Friday this no, year. Yeah. Like, that would be insane. I mean, I, I mean, dude, I mean, I'm going to be honest, dude. I'm buying uh, a PlayStation 5 via uh, PlayStation Direct. I, yeah, I'm probably going to do that, too. Yeah. Because that just seems like a, a good idea. And uh, Xbox Series X, I'm buying via my company store, so... Uh, I'm mm. just like I'm. I, I'm not going to GameStop. I'm not going to Best Buy. I'm not going on Amazon. I'm just going to do those two. Uh, and I, I, I like I said, it would make zero sense to put it out on Black Friday. I think they would do like November sixth, thirteenth, or twentieth, and then uh, they would do the first wave. They'd sell out incredibly fast, and then both of them would do their second waves on the black friday because black friday is like a perfect second wave time where you still want to guarantee sales and they'll sell out each time like these these consoles will sell out each time no matter what and i i am set on getting a ps5 um immediately because the exclusives and they're gonna only Mm -hmm. be there series x i like i've said like i don't know if the like i'm a microsoft employee i've said up time and again but, you know, if I'm a Microsoft employee, I might as well get the Microsoft discount, right? So yeah. I'd rather wait if needed. Besides that fact that I can play it anyway on my PC or Xbox One anyway, because yeah. I have Game Pass loaded up for like three freaking years. So uh, I'm good. I can do that. And I'll be fine. Once I get the Series X, I'll play it up on there too. Or I might actually honestly just, I might just actually just play on PC until people bother me to play on the Series X. That's probably what's going to happen. But well, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, uh, uh, yeah, so TGS, look for whatever they're showing there. I guess. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what it is. What it's gonna be. I honestly can't 
I can't like even guess. Like, what would Microsoft bring to TGS to show? I I think I saw something about uh, Japan's Minecraft community and Flight Simulator. Oh, mm. yeah. Okay. So, uh, last piece of news, James. Uh, Nintendo did a Nintendo Direct about Super Mario Bros. 35th anniversary. Yeah. And oh boy, were there a bunch of things. Dude, I was not expecting this. Because I just like woke up one morning and there was just a bunch of uh, videos put up on IGN. And I was like, what? It does make me want to play my Switch again, I'm not going to lie. Which, honestly, all it did was make me go, I need to play more Animal Crossing. <laughs> Dude, I kind of hate myself to... that I want to get that game and watch. I, I also want to get that game and watch which i i'll put it this way too like it i'm very picky now for the nintendo nostalgic stuff because i did buy the nintendo and super nintendo classics Mm. um i bought them for regular price at gamestop i ended up uh giving my nintendo classic to my sister because she doesn't really game and uh she lives she she uh when she moved she took the took it because that's she's like she just likes old classic games because you know my sister's actually had a nintendo it's a a great little uh collection of like pretty much the best uh nes games and uh super nes games yeah so she she enjoys that i had the super nintendo and i was going to keep it until they said basically everything that's on both of these classics are on the nintendo and uh snes like online play on the switch so I was like, I have no need for this. I actually just sold it today, James, on eBay. I got, oh, yeah. I made some profit. Yeah, I made, I made some yeah. profit off of it because I was gonna play. It. I was gonna open it and play it, and then it's if it if the Switch didn't have those games, I would have kept it. But I was just like, I don't need it, and may as well just like make a, a few extra bucks. Why not? Yeah, that's the thing. Like as much as I wanted that Super NES Classic, I just you know I didn't get it when it first came out. And now, yeah, all those games are on this the Switch. So why would I clutter up my room with, like, more random junk when I literally don't need it? That said, James uh, did uh, ensure everyone he is committed to buying the Nintendo Lego set that is, like, what is it, $220? So he's committed to buying it. it. It's Wait, what? <laughs> I, have, I already have it. I just haven't built it yet. You have it? <laughs> yeah. It's sitting next to me right now. It's this fucking huge box. <laughs> I have no room to just kind of like flail my arms about in just disbelief of what James has done. I cannot. I literally. I cannot. I took this. a. I took a day to like clean off my bureau, the top of my bureau. So I have a space for it now. I just haven't. I can't taken believe the time you bought that. Because I've been shit. so distracted by Disney, not Disney, by Destiny's uh, Solstice thing. I got all my armors to glow. Is it so really? Is it really that cool, dude? It's like I would have bought it if it was just the the console, but it's like you build a cartridge that can slot into the Lego console. Oh, it has a controller. It has like a tiny TV that it has like a scrolling diorama of the first Mario level. Okay. And they, they went so above and beyond. How much it is it? That, is it like, 220 bucks? <laughs> and i'm already like dude i'm still I'm, I'm already debating i'm asking my clay and i'm like do i just get the fucking ring am i gonna get the raid ring i'm thinking about getting the raid ring only and i i joked because i was like i'm gonna put it on a necklace and then start making like golem sounds and shit <laughs> uh, but, dude i i want that ring too. dude they're gonna be like what what the hell did you spend over 300 dollars on be like uh a ring and a lego <laughs> yeah <laughs> fucking <laughs> i'll think about it i'm I'll debate both of these because I, I want it and people keep 
uh, a couple people already sent it to me being like, you seem like you'd like this. And I'm like, fucking, I don't, I don't fucking know, man. But all right, I love what the Lego said, James. What was announced here? Uh, so actually a bunch of stuff. Yep. So uh, I don't know if the IGN has this on as like a, it doesn't look like it's actually uh, in order of what was announced. Well, I guess well, the first thing was the Game & Watch, right? No. Was it? I think so. Well, that's it's coming out November 13th. And it's got Super Mario Brothers uh, and the Lost Levels, I think. Just those two, right? Yeah. So the Game & Watch, it's going to be 50 bucks. It comes out in November. Uh, and yeah, it has the original Mario game. It has the Mario The Lost Levels, which was essentially Mario 2 in Japan. But it, just, it, it never came out in America. So in America, they just... when it, I believe when it came to the Mario All-Stars collection... They just called it uh, Mario The Lost Levels. And it will also have, like, a version of the old-school Game & Watch game, uh, like, ball or whatever, where you're just, like, juggling balls back and forth. But instead of it having Game & Watch, it's going to have Mario's face on it. I don't know. And also, because it's literally called Game & Watch, to fit with the classic theme of it, it also doubles as a clock. It's not uh, It's not up for pre-order yet, right? No, unfortunately, if it was, I would have. No, uh, it's fortunately because I would have missed it. I don't yeah, miss see, that's that. that's one of the most annoying things about this is that like I kind of want it, and but like all we know is that it's going to be released on November thirteenth. Yeah. But if Nintendo does its same bullshit again, where it's just like, oh well, you can buy it now, like it's a free for all. Good luck. Like there have been so many times, like that's one of the main reasons why I didn't get the NES classic when it first came out. Cause I was like, Oh, I'll just get it. Like at some point it'll be fine. And it was just like so hard to find it. But anyway, next was, I think it was either James, the super Mario all-stars on e company on the e-store, or it was the, uh, super Mario 3d world. Which one of those? Yeah, I believe it was the Super Mario 3D World thing, uh, which includes, I guess, bonus DLC uh, Bowser's levels. Fury. Yeah, Fury. <laughs> Bowser's Fury. Uh, this is one of those Wii U games that I, I liked when I played it on the Wii U, but I, I just, like, never actually finished it. I don't know. There was a lot of games on Wii U that I just I liked but never finished because the Wii U was, like, probably the console I picked up the least when i uh when i was had some time to play games i don't know i'm just glad that this game is coming to switch so i could finally actually play it because it is a really fun mario game and this one i won't be for a while it's going to be february 21st 2021 yeah also keep in mind too everything they announced here is basically coming out from like september through uh early spring of next year yeah and so you mentioned that they are bringing the Mario All-Stars collection, the original one, to the Switch NES collection? Yeah. I think it was in And it's yeah. uh, Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, 3, and the Lost Levels. Yeah. So pretty awesome collection of games. And, and enhanced graphics. Yeah. Which so I like I'm excited about that. Uh, I, I believe that Super Mario All-Stars was a lot of people's first introduction to some of the older Mario games because not everyone had a NES when it first came out. I did. Yeah. But also, I think the NES was there before I was, so... Yeah. But yeah, and then right after that, they announced another Mario All-Stars collection, a brand new one, Mario 3D All-Stars, which includes Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. 
I already pre-ordered so, it. Yeah. I yeah, I'm gonna have to get it because for some stupid reason that I cannot understand, they are only selling this game for six months. Yeah. In which James, will they actually have it available for six months or is it gonna sell out immediately like aren't do you think these pre-orders I feel question. like these pre-orders might sell out? That would really suck if I was just like, oh I'll I'll just get it like at some point in the next six months and I just like literally can't. Well, I guess I could just buy it digitally, but the problem is because it's going, it's only going to be available for six months. I feel like I should get a physical copy because if it's literally going to be delisted from the the store, I mean, technically I should be able to download it again at some point uh, if it's uh, like connected to my account. Yeah. But I do not trust Nintendo to uphold that for like the foreseeable future because they've had- Nintendo. Yeah, they've they've had shitty store um, practices for like a while. So, but I everyone gives would... them a pass. They everyone has a very big like for those that don't know. Most, if you look in the games industry, majority of people have a Nintendo bias, so they give a lot of free passes yeah. that they won't give anyone else. So always keep that in mind. And I have a lot of nostalgia for Nintendo too. Like they're probably the only company that could get me to buy Mario, like dozens of times. The original Mario, not just in, uh, Mario games in general. Like, I've bought or played some version of the original Mario game on basically every Nintendo console that's ever come out because they keep finding some way to re-release it. And I keep going like, oh, yeah, I'd love to play that again. I'll buy that for like five bucks. And now they're doing it again with the Game uh, with the game Watch thing. And they're, <laughs> they're going to get me to spend 50 bucks on a Mario game that I literally already own on my Switch. So I don't know how they do it. But I still, I don't want to give them slack for this Mario 3D All-Stars thing because it just doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. it's a really cool collection of games. I am really excited to play Mario Sunshine again because I have not played that in years and years. But uh, I just don't understand the anti-consumer. Like, we're only going to sell it for six months. And if, if it ends up being something where, like, I mean, people have been pointing out that the the end date for selling that game is literally like the last day of their fiscal quarter this year or something like that. So people have been wondering, are they doing this just to boost their uh, earnings for the year? Do they not really give a shit about this game? Are they maybe going to delist it because they're going to sell actual updated versions of these games individually afterward? Oh, and God. they don't want... That's, even, that's still not... <laughs> God. Like I would not put it past Nintendo to do like a Mario sixty four HD or wasn't Mario that like um, what was it uh, Link's Awakening was that what the one yeah yeah so it would make sense or well I could see Nintendo doing this as like a short time sale because they have plans to sell these games again later or maybe they're gonna do a Mar- uh, uh, add a virtual console for N64 games. I mean, they should. Yeah, and then why would they sell Mario 64 separately if they can get you to subscribe to uh, Nintendo uh, Switch Online? Shit, I forget what it's actually called. Just uh, play Mario 64. It, it's like Nintendo. Oh, who cares? Whatever. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's yeah. weird. The other thing, uh, they partnered with, uh, I think it's uh, Villain Studios. They're doing like a weird... Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, and so it's yeah. like actual physical carts, and it's like a whole. It's interesting. It's not something I'm interested in, but it's like yeah. it's great for kids. It looks like it's great. For, it's yeah, a family for sure. thing. It's like a, it's a cool little like RC car 
And and yeah, if I was younger and I guess had more space, I would uh, maybe pick one of these up. But I don't know. It's it's a really interesting idea. I like that you seem to be able to like to make sure that you have a track that is actually functional. You seem to draw with your own car like you drive it around and then you make your own track yeah and then and as long as it works then it becomes like the the racetrack that you're gonna race on i don't know it's again probably not something for you or me but i think it's a really interesting idea for sure yeah definitely and it's got it's got the camera on it it looks like this mario luigi one and it yeah. looks like it even comes with like actual like stands like the the flag stands yeah too. it, it seems like the, i don't know how those like if those are necessary or if they just make it a little bit easier to visualize uh I think it might when be you're playing. What if it actually had sensors in it or something? That'd be interesting too. I did notice that when um once they had set up the course, it seemed like those banner things that they put up were themed to whatever course that they had made or whatever. Uh or in the augmented reality camera lens. Like when you're looking on the switch, it doesn't look like it's just a uh, banner anymore. It looks like it's literally like a part of a level. So I don't know. It's again, I, I keep saying this. It's an interesting concept. Yeah. And the last thing they announced that was a big one was the Super Mario Brothers 35 uh, Mario Battle Royale. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really interested in this. So it's like, very I, much I, like uh, what was it? Tetris '99 is that? Yeah, yeah. It's it, you. You play basically Super Mario Brothers one, and you're going through it, but you have 34 other people playing it as well, and you're basically all in a match playing the regular game. But any enemies you kill get sent to another person's uh, game, and yeah, that's where they got me. Where I was like. Well, it's kind of interesting that you're just kind of seeing how if you can outlive someone uh, like all the other people. And then it's like, oh, no, all the enemies you kill go to other people's games. Like, oh, yeah, I could fuck with people so hard. <laughs> and I'm not like it's just like Tetris 99 where these are so unique that I really like these concepts where they're a lot different than, you know, all the shooter royales that just kind of yeah. do the same exact thing um, or not. the You know what I mean? But. Uh, these these this definitely does look really cool. This is another limited thing though, so this will start in October and it ends in March, at the end of March. So this is a limited game. That's so weird. Yeah, it's uh, just so it's just the three D All Stars and this that are limited, right? Yeah, as far as I'm aware. Gotcha. Okay. Um, there was various other stuff though, James. Um, yeah, they they also mentioned a bunch of like, uh memorabilia like t-shirts and stuff like uh, that you could buy yeah kind of cool and also like a pin collectible pin set which i'm actually like i kind of want to earn that because it looks kind of cool so i might mm-hmm. go for it but there's small stuff regarding like mario kart uh super mario maker 2 smash brothers oh uh, yeah they're splatoon. doing a bunch of like events right. in those games yeah splatoon and animal crossing in march oh animal crossing in march we're gonna get some mario stuff so, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff with that. Yeah, you can totally look those up. That's not, like, too much to talk about, really, especially we haven't really touched these in a while anyway. But, yeah, it's all cool stuff to look forward to. Uh, one last thing before we end our news, uh, James. I did want to quickly say, like, did you notice certain things that weren't really talked about except for, like, in the ending portion of the Direct where they're like, hey, here's the Nintendo games throughout, like, the history of... Or here's the Mario games throughout his history and stuff. When are we getting 
portable games on the Switch. You mean like Game Boy Advance and stuff like that? Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. Hmm. Yeah, like when are those? When That's are, a good question. Like when I, are we I getting like Super Mario this. Land? Yeah, dude, I played the shit out of that game when I was a kid. Yeah, and I, I saw it in the video, and it's funny because they left out uh, they left out some Mario Land two, and they left out Mario Galaxy two in their little tribute thing. But yeah, they didn't show. They, it's like when are we? I don't see like that. I'm not gonna lie. If they don't, that would be a very um, annoying thing for me just because my expectation for when I bought the Switch was it would be my combo of portable and console where it's like it combines like I don't have to worry about doing like a Wii U or a DS Lite or 3DS or whatever the fuck they did last time. And it's got everything and it's also got all the old stuff from everything too. So I was like expecting, yeah, of course, Nintendo, Nintendo, uh, Super Nintendo and like yeah we'll probably get n64 and gamecube and probably wii and wii u at certain points like we're already getting some wii stuff and wii stuff and then like game boy game boy color game boy advance game boy ds ds Lite, and 3ds or i guess ds and 3ds man i don't know how they do the ds games on the switch though i mean they tried on the wii u but that was a little bit easier because that had a second screen for a touch screen that you could use they could figure it out the screen's yeah, bigger, they could, so they, they could just they could do a split. Out, yes. Yeah. I mean, the screen is bigger, so you can you could split it. Or like the only problem is you might need to play those games in handheld because you would need the touch screen. James, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get, I'm gonna freak you out. Maybe if you I don't know, I have never used the dock. But but the Switch is a home console. First. I could give two shits. So says I use it only portably. I have no. If I have a PlayStation, a PC, and Xbox, why the fuck am I going to put that on my TV when I could just play those? Should have bought a Switch Lite, you noob. <laughs> I mean, I could have, but also I like the option. I know, I'm kidding. Because, <laughs> yeah. uh, dude, I don't want to fucking deal with like those Joy-Cons thing on there. I still want to use like the Pro Controller well, and the Game that Controller. And, like, not to get too off topic, but it's just super funny to me that right before the, the um, Switch Lite first was released they that was when the nintendo joy-con drift thing really became like huge news that it's just like every single joy-con has a chance to like fail because of how the joysticks are engineered and people asked nintendo like wait did you use this same mechanic in the switch Lite?" they're like oh yeah they're it's basically the same as the regular switch it's just port more portable and it's like so there's a chance that your joysticks on your Switch could just on your Switch Lite, which you cannot replace, unless you like actually send your whole console to a Nintendo, uh, will possibly one day just like start drifting. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, again, when when are they going to start selling Switches again? Too actually, like they they stopped selling those. But... Uh, I, I mean, last I heard from IGN, like they're still hard to find it's not that they stopped selling wait did they stop selling them entirely the, shit now i'm vaguely remembering a news story we did a while ago where they they went they on were sale having, recently but they were like gone in a heartbeat like there weren't that yeah they many. were like having trouble finding the parts they needed was it wasn't it because of covid because china like yeah under, yeah oh so yeah now i don't know i i from what i remember i don't think they ever stopped selling this uh, switch or producing them it's just they can't make them at the rate that they were before so that's why it's just been really hard to find new ones 
Okay. All right, yeah, like I said, though, just fucking make, give us the Game Boy games. Like, what the hell is the holdup? Get it done. Uh, yeah. But that is it for the gaming news. James, we are not even at an hour yet, so we can finally oh, man. talk for once. <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, man, I've been waiting for you to uh, finish this game for a long ass time because this is like literally one of my favorite stories, let alone one of my favorite games in a really long time. I just like not to get, jump ahead of you, <laughs> but, I lo- <laughs> but I love the idea of like just robot dinosaurs and shit. And then just like the revelations that happen throughout the game of why why it's called Zero Dawn. Yeah. I, I was just like, oh, shit. Oh, this story is awesome. So spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yes, spoilers. If you ha- if you were like me and it took you four years to p- play this fucking game, on uh, which, James, I actually started playing this game four years ago. Uh, I got it in the mail when it came out. I was in L.A. And I remember putting it in. I played the child mission, the prologue. And yeah. then I was like... I, you know what? I'll come back to this later because I still should probably get these other games done. And also, I'm like exhausted every day to the point where I didn't, I couldn't really fully focus on it. Yeah. This is when you I was were working doing like a full time internship and stuff. I was doing yeah. it. Yeah, I was working two two uh, a non pay an unpaid internship as well as a, a, a production assistant job. So I was working six days a week. Uh, well over like one day was like nine hours, and then the other for the unpaid internship the. Uh, PA job was 10 to 14 hours daily. So, Damn. yeah, I was. Yeah, no. I usually had one day off and I'd just kind of come home and die. And I was just yeah. like, kill me. I don't think anyone would blame you for being too tired to play games after that. Yeah, I think that's when I was honestly probably just playing Destiny, maybe. Or I was, um, I think, it was, yeah, Destiny 1. Or I was, uh, yeah, I think I was honestly just playing Destiny 1. I don't think I played any of my backlog at the time. LA, James, the worst part is LA was actually, when I was unemployed in LA, was the best time I could have gotten through my backlog, and I never did it. I just had no motivation for anything. I just lie there and be like, oh, I need to find a job. And then I, <laughs> yeah, I could have pro- I could have probably gotten through, honestly. That, that would have been like quarantine part one of knocking shit out to where I'd be done by now. I, I'd be caught up. I'd be playing RTS games right now. <laughs> But all right, enough of that, James. Let's get into this. So, once again, spoilers, guys. Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, during this quarantine, I finally sat down, played it all the way through. I platinumed it, and I played the uh, Frozen Wilds DLC. I really liked it. We're not going to just go through and be like, yeah, I remember, th- like, uh, you know, this is how the game starts off, blah, blah. You know, if you know about the game, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. So, I liked it a lot. I also had a, a lot of issues with very specific oh. things. I don't know if it might have... I would have been a lot more lenient when it came out. But mm. uh, there were some things that took me out of the game and kept... Anno- like, it kept kind of shitting on the experience for me. Really? Like what? Uh, dialogue. I hated it. Really? I hated it I so much. Hmm. Yes, so... I never noticed having an issue with it. Okay, so when you go in to talk to anyone... It's like a really weird art. It feels very bland. It feels very generic whenever anyone's talking. Uh, Aloy feels like a robot. Everyone feels like a robot. And I'm like, these are supposed to be the people. Mm. They're, okay. They don't, I, I, I kind of see that. They don't talk with much emotion. And the way they move, like their faces and their heads move when they're talking too, just don't feel right at all. And I was just not getting good vibes. And 
it's weird too just because some other games around that time just felt like they did a better job in that stuff but or maybe i i got everything mixed up now just because there's been so many games recently but i i really couldn't deal with it to the point where it i was just like mm. all right tell me the information i didn't know so i could just get back to playing the game because this is not enjoyable interesting because i i liked most of the characters at least like aloy and silence yeah, no, the, the characters themselves were mostly cool. Aloy, I'm not going to lie, Aloy could be an asshole sometimes. Um, yeah. Like, the way she would just talk to people, they'd be like, blah, blah, and she's like, well, why she did blah, blah, and I'm just like, oh my god, why is she so snappy? What the fuck, dude? Uh, but she was still cool. Uh, it's like I said, I think I would like the character, and I'd like that, like, the just the conversations and dialogue more if I played it at the time it came out. But maybe it was either still annoying at that time or just aged with that kind of thing badly. Yeah, Actually, I, you know what? You know what? I don't think it aged I'd badly because... Back. I'd have to go back and play it again because like, I never actually f- played the Frozen Wilds DLC. So I You didn't? Uh, okay, so this is yeah. how I knew that they said it was an issue. I play, I'll play. i just include Frozen Wilds in this whole discussion easily, but... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really care about spoilers for the DLC, so you can talk about it if you want. Okay, so Frozen Wilds takes place, like, remember that final mission, like, you're doing everything? Mm-hmm. Basically, before yeah. it is sort of, like, before it, the big buildup is when it takes place, where Aloy finds out, like, there's a climb you can make, and it she takes her to, like, the north uh-huh. uh, with the Bantu, and they, it's, like, really cool and really weird, and it's probably... I would I would say it's better than the main game. Mm. Easily. Uh-huh. Uh the dialogue <clears throat> like okay, the facial and the the facial movement structure is 20 times better. Uh, the dialogue mm. feels so much more natural and there's much more emotion. It was like night and day. It felt like I was playing different games. Like they fixed it all. If you go and uh, look I should it. go back and see it because like I I do not remember it being that big of an issue at least for me. Yeah, no. If you if you even do like a YouTube comparison video between uh, Horizon and Frozen Wilds, it's crazy how it's just so much better um, because huh. it's like I was excited for Horizon two and I didn't finish. I was I think in the middle of playing Horizon Zero Dawn when I saw Horizon two, and then I played Horizon Zero Dawn. And then I was a lot less hyped for Horizon 2. Mm. And then I played Frozen Wilds. And then I was a lot more hyped for Horizon Zero 2. Because then I realized, oh, they figured it. They learned from what they did wrong. Like, I mean, like, they they, they, they fixed their mistakes. So I, I assume it should be even better in 2 then. But, yeah, the the facial the facial structure, the emotion, and just the some of the dialogue itself, it just felt really weird on uh, the first one. And then once you got to the DLC, it just felt like, they did fix it up a lot where it just felt natural. It felt more, um, yeah, it just felt, it didn't feel artificial and it didn't feel bad. Um, that's how I describe it. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the gameplay itself though, James, I loved it. I love the, the sneaking. I love the combat, especially using different weapons and arrows and stuff like having to kind of choose between them and figure it out. And once you were more upgraded, you can do a lot more and just cause fighting those dude, fighting those fucking dinosaurs. Dude, that was dude. I oh love like tying a thunder jaw down to the ground with that like harpoon gun or whatever. And just like going to town on it. 
Yeah. Like I, blowing off their own guns and using them against them. Dude, I love doing that. Those fucking, it was like those crazy exploding discs or something. Yeah. Yeah, that was tight. The what the 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 dinos the the one robot I I hated were the uh, thunder thunder jaws or was it no thunderbirds was it oh yeah oh man uh, I forget I forget what those are called oh wait no the yeah, the, the T Rexes were thunder jaws right yeah the T Rexes were thunder jaws then the bur- s- storm shit. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the, there were two birds. Actually, I hated both birds, to be honest. There was like the birds that were like buzzards. I don't remember. Yeah. I think they were called, um, something hawks. Uh, it was like something starting with a G I want to say, but the hot, ho- those things would annoy me because I'd be climbing and they'd see me and just start fucking with me and I couldn't outrun them and I just have to deal with them and they're just flying around. They were like, you know, they're harder to hit than the ground uh, robots. So I'm just trying to get like the, I think I'd use either the fire arrows or the corruption arrows. So they were weak to fire, but I was like, I'll just use the corruption. So they'll just attack each other because I don't want to deal with this right now. So I think the larger one was the Stormbird and the smaller one was the Glinthawk. Glinthawk. Okay. Yeah. Glinthawks and Stormbirds. Yeah. Stormbirds, dude, Stormbirds were assholes. I could not do. Oh my God. They would if you if you if they saw you, they would kill you pretty fast. Um, even like not on a hard difficulty, they just fuck you up, and you'd have to keep using your health, and eventually like actual because you had you had your health bar, uh, from the uh, getting like the plants and stuff, which I did like, and then if you needed it, you had additional health you could use. That was like the potions basically. And I don't think I at a certain point I never ran out of anything. It was just like at a continuous supply of health and everything else. But dude, those Stormbirds were, they, God, they were, <laughs> cause they just like zap the shit out of you pretty fast. Yeah. I think James, I think my favorite robot though is probably either the Snap Maw or the yeah. Thunder Jaw. Those were like my, probably my favorite too. Dude. I love the design of the Snap Maw. Like it looks so cool. Yeah, the, the snapbots for those alligators or crocodiles, whatever you want to say, and they they were pretty cool. I also like the bellowbacks. The bellowbacks were really cool. They were those really big ones that kind of had an alligator mouth, and they oh, were really yeah, yeah. like the giant. Uh, they had giant. They had like fuel tanks on their back. Yeah, fuel tanks, like and one was like a fire tank, and one was like an ice tank. So you'd usually have to do the opposite for them. But I also, dude, once you get. You, you like good at freezing enemies and then just damaging the shit out of them dude that's like it feels good especially because you damage them to a point where you just hear like the boo, 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 when you're hitting off like a, a key part of their yeah. uh part like key part of their body because the, the, the all the dinosaurs and robots I, I i'm like i'm not sure what i'm gonna call them dinosaurs or robots because not all of them are dinosaurs but yeah that's fair yeah the alligator yeah uh not all of them are dinosaurs. Then again, there were dinosaur huh. crocodiles back in the day, like the super crocs and true. stuff. But there's also like deer and shit in this game. That is true. So yeah, the grazers are there. Uh, and then like other kind of like animals like that, like wildebeest. I love how stuff. there's like an explanation for every single one of them. Yeah. Each like, one. I love that they reveal that each one has a purpose. Yeah. Like, do we want to get into the the main story at this point? 
Sure. Well, let's uh, let's just jump into it. Do the idea that all of humanity, like all life on Earth, actually died. Yeah. And and was restarted is insane. Like the the idea when they when I got to that scene, and they were like, "We are not gonna win this war. We we need to plan for after." And just, like, hope that it works so that there's something left besides just machines and and desert. It's pretty, it's insane because, like, it all starts with that, uh, that business, that corporate guy that's like, hey, we're going to make this crazy, like, machine weapon. And then it turns on them and they go, we didn't see it coming. And it just starts self-replicating. Yeah, it's like they, they built basically war machines and essentially i guess you could consider them as like future lockheed martin and they're like yeah we made super robot drones that you could just like unleash on the battlefield they can even repair themselves by using biomatter as fuel and then i guess some glitch happened and they lost control of them and they just started un controllably just breaking down biomatter and replicating more robots. It's basically, I think it's called the Grey Goo um, situation. I I think that's from a Michael Crichton book, but the idea of like a self-replicating machine that just ends up uh, destroying all organic matter on Earth because its sole purpose is just like replicate itself. Kind of like the Matrix, a little bit, a little bit, not necessarily the same because that was like a robot revolution for the most part. Yeah, but yeah, it's and it's crazy because it gets fully out of control, and yeah, the the world's just like losing the the world's crumbling. People are dying all over the place, and they're still like sending soldiers to fight it. Yeah, and they they're just not telling them that like you won't survive this. Yeah, you're not. There is no winning. Like, they were just literally buying enough time to get the Gaia project uh, functional. Which, uh, which, which Dr. Uh, oh, no, I don't remember her name. What's her name? Um, Basically, the previous Aloy. Yeah, it's El- Aloy's original. I'm going to look. I got to look this up real fast. Cause yeah, I just thought that that was such an interesting thing. That, like, that's why the facilities seem to, like, recognize her is because she's literally a clone of the person who designed the Gaia project I thought that was so interesting because like that scene where you finally meet like or at least you get a message from Gaia saying that like some signal from space disconnected like her Hades protocol and it's basically like there was a bunch of different sub AIs that were meant to control the different aspects of what would be required to rebuild life on Earth. And so the reasoning... So, oh God, I don't remember what the name of the library was called, but there was, for some reason, the guy who was responsible for the robot, like Armageddon, he kind of like went crazy towards the end and he figured that if we left the next humanity, which like that was the plan was like, Ted just Farrow. Let... so Ted Farrow is the dude that fucked it all up. Yeah. So, and like, Elizabeth he... Sobek was uh, the original right. Aloy. Elizabeth. Right. So he basically went crazy and was like, if we, if our plan is to wait till everything is gone and then just have Gaia fix everything, 
or just like bringing everything back as best we can. Uh, what's to say we won't just fuck up again if we teach the next humanity everything that we already knew? So he destroys literally the archive of all... It was the Apollo program. That's it, the Apollo program. He, and he dest- he destroys the archive of basically all human knowledge. So that's why the in the Zero Dawn era, you know, he, at this point, Gaia has repopulated some of the planet. There's, you know, uh, plant life. There's some animal life. Humans are going around at this point. But they literally lost all previous knowledge of human uh, society and history. So that's why everyone's gone back to like tribalism and uh, um, tribes. Well, I don't know why that was a little redundant. Anyway, uh, uh, like that's why uh, no, no, Aloy's people are basically like cavemen. It's interesting. And also like that's why there are those robots running around because the, the idea is like all of them are designed by Gaia to do a specific thing in re-terraforming the Earth. And at some point, her Hades protocol, which was like, if if at some point the, um, what would you call it? The ecosystem, like the Earth's ecosystem is not coming together, right? And it's just irreparably, it's just not going to come together. Yeah the Hades protocol would activate and basically wipe everything out again so you could start from scratch again. And there's each, and, uh, don't forget, there each uh, protocol or, like, sub-AI is another, like, Greek god. Yeah, so, name. like, Hephaestus, uh, the god of the forge, he's he's the one that's in charge of Creating building the robots. the robots and stuff like that. And, yeah, so I guess the main plot of this game or at least the the conflict that you have to try to solve and why there's like death robots running around all of a sudden is that the hades protocol became untethered from gaia somehow and now it's run running rampant and trying to destroy all life on earth because that's it's it that's its purpose and so it's just interesting that gaia's last ditch effort to try to stop that from happening uh, from humankind being wiped out again is she brought back a clone of Elizabeth. Yeah. And that's who Aloy is. And basically she's like, I don't have time to stop Hades. Cause he's like in the act of de- deactivating Gaia, like while she makes this message, cause she's a super AI. So she makes this message like wicked fast. Uh, and so the idea is just like if if any if she can trust anyone to save the world, it would be Elizabeth. So she makes a new one. Yeah, and uh, I guess real fast, I, I got the wiki up for all the different sub sub functions, oh, yeah? so all the different AI. Right. Yeah, so you had uh, Aether, who is the detoxification of Earth's atmosphere, Apollo, archival of human history and culture, education of new generations of humans created in zero dawn cradle facilities. Uh, Artemis, reintroduction of Earth's faunal species from preserved genetic stocks. Demeter, reintroduction of Earth's floral species from preserved genetic stocks. That makes sense. Eleuthia, uh, reintroduction of the human species via cloning and raising of human form, uh, humans from genetic stocks at cradle facilities. 
Hades, uh, reversal of, of unsuccessful terraforming attempts, uh, uh, vis-a-vis, uh, or via, via-vis the, uh, su- suitability of created biospheres for sustaining life, Hephaestus, uh, manufacture of zero-dawn tra- terraforming machines at cauldrons, Minerva, brute forcing of ferroplague deactivation codes, uh, construction of transmission towers uh, yeah. to broadcast the plague shutdown codes, and Poseidon, yeah, detoxification yeah, of Earth's water. Yeah, because the idea was like, they Gaia needed to create a bunch of those like basically EMP towers or whatever the fuck it was to to destroy the robots that had been like that were the cause of destroying all life on Earth because there's no point in restarting life on Earth if the death robots are still there. Yeah. So all of the yeah so all of these subroutines are on their own. They're all just kind of running around. Though I think Apollo is dead, right? Because Pharaoh kind of yeah, killed... Apollo got destroyed. Apollo got destroyed. Uh, we know Demeter. You know the collectible flowers out there is from Demeter. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, you have uh, Hephaestus is the actual. Uh, he's the enemy. He's like the main enemy in Frozen Wilds. Really interesting. Yeah. But it's not even Hephaestus. He's not even there. It's like a sub portion of him. So he's not even fully there. Hades, I mean, the whole thing with Hades too, like, uh, Hades is the villain of this game. And we get through and he's the one that is doing the corruption. He wants to pretty much wake up those robots. Yeah. He can control them or is it just he wants to wake them up? I think he wants to wake them up. Or no, it wants to control. He does control them. I I forgot. He like directly controls them in certain scenes. But it's also interesting that, like, he was able to, like, rope together a bunch of humans to um, follow him and just, like, do his orders. Yeah. So we have so to... that's why, like, there's, like, throughout the game, you see the uh, those dudes just, like, excavating those robots. And that's the other interesting uh, mystery throughout that game until you find out about, like, why that, like, literally everything ended before. It was, like, the these people are not building new robots. They're excavating them. So why why are these things even built, uh, buried under the ground? And how long have they been there? Yeah, and you fi- it's really cool. You just find out everything throughout the, just throughout the game. And eventually uh, we do defeat Hades at the end. Like the whole thing is like there's a siege yeah. of the main city, which is the, what's it called? Car- Karja? No. It's, um, no, the Karja were the bad guys. Karja, well, no, the Karja weren't the bad. They were, they were a different Karja. Oh no, the Shadow Karja were the yeah. bad guys. So there was, I guess, real fast. Like there's different factions. Like you, you come from the uh, yeah, uh, the uh, what's their the names? Nora lands. Yeah, the Nora. And I just thought it was so interesting. You start off and you're like basically an outcast. Well, maybe not exactly cave people, but like uh, almost like a Native American style. Uh, civilization where you're like living off the land living in in communion in communion with nature and stuff like that and then you like leave and there's cities and shit (laughs) yeah there's actual like you're probably the least developed because you're yeah the whole thing is they're they're basically hurt their traditions and they're what they consider their religion is what's holding them back and it's what's keeping them it keeps that it holds them back it keeps them ignorant and it keeps them very like prejudiced and uh 
it's like, yeah, they sort of help each other in one community way, but they're also very, very unforgiving as well, uh, to the point where their rules will actually screw over innocent people, and they have no, like, real, like, ah, you know, it's fine, whatever, uh, and they're not the, they sort of aren't the smartest of the bunch, too, because it's like, you know, they all start worshipping Aloy at one point, she's like, fuck off! Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, leave me alone. Uh, you have the Nora, you have the uh, Osirum, which are like these kind of machine builder, like they build really cool weapons and technology, like they're probably the most technologically advanced. Uh, so they like make bombs and other stuff. Uh, they actually kind of remind me of dwarves sometimes. They seem like they have some dwarvish uh, influence when they made the game, but even though they're not dwarves, but they like you kind of you, you feel that. That makes sense. Like blacksmith forge function of that they do uh you got the karja which are like the main ones and before let's like they keep talking about how like yeah the the karja have uh the sun king i believe and the previous one is the one that kept like enslaving people from other tribes and killing them yeah and he gets overthrown by his son uh so you have like the good karja and then you have the shadow karja in which you actually eventually sort of help some of the Shadow Karja, but then there's like a sub-portion of the Shadow Karja. They're the ones following Hades. Yeah. Yeah, and then, because eventually you do, isn't it like you, uh, there's like a sub-story where it's like, yeah, the, the Sun King, the current Sun King's younger brother is the Sun King of the Shadow Karja. Yeah. And he's like, I want to leave. <laughs> and you basically get him to the, one of the missions is actually sneaking him out and taking him to the current Sun King. And then he's like, yeah, what's up, little brother? Like, you'll, you'll stay here with me now. Uh, to the point where, I guess, the, the Shadow Kirj eventually become leaderless. So I'm pretty sure they'll... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because huh. their, their main leader that was really pulling the strings gets killed. You kill him in, like, the, the ending. And oh, that, yeah. that's yeah. the guy, uh, I forget his name, but that's another thing I'll try to look up. The whole thing is like you're an outcast and you get you get ambushed when you're going to not be when you're going to make yourself an actual part of the tribe and you lose your foster father and you like lose these the closest people to friends you sort of have, even though one's a total dick. And you're like, oh, I thought these were all new characters and they just kill everyone off in the beginning that, you know, and then you have to like basically start over and find new people. Yeah, it was kind of interesting that you start out like I thought the whole game would follow the Nora. I did not expect like you leave and like they, some of them come back later on for like the big battle scene. But yeah, like most of the game you're dealing with like all the other factions. It's interesting. Yeah. Like honestly, the Nora lands are not that big. No, they they aren't. There's also the Bantu, which are like I said, like these ice people that kind of yeah. they they worship and some of them actually like work with they, they like the. They like the uh, robots a lot to the point where they actually put wires in their bodies. They're kind of creepy. Yeah. Uh, which I like. Like I said, the Frozen Wilds is an expansion of the... Uh, uh, what did I just say? Shit, I just forgot their names. The Bantu? Bantu, yeah, the Bantu. Uh, but yeah, like you defeat Hades and you're working with Silas, who's like uh, this guy that actually... He was... was... S- Silas or Silence? Silence, sorry. Who's actually originally part of the Bantu. Yeah. I believe. So he was from some Bantu tribe. And he... Because you could tell, too, he has the same, like, machine yeah. 
in like implants or whatever. And he's isn't he voiced by uh uh Lance Reddick? Yeah, who's also Zavala Z- in uh yeah. Destiny and he's also um what's his face in John Wick? Hello, oh, Mr. Shit, Wick. Yeah, the, the concierge? Yeah, he's the concierge. So you have him in everything, which is awesome. I like that guy. Yeah, he's great. Lance Reddick is <laughs> Dude, he had probably awesome. like my favorite Eric Andre interview. Oh, I haven't I haven't seen that, I don't think. I need to watch that. Dude, it's so funny. I he bet. like at like at one point with while Eric is just like obviously trying to like talk shit with him or whatever he just like gets up and punches a hole in his desk and he's just like you need a new desk and he just walks away oh my god <laughs> that's fantastic it's so funny yes and he comes he comes back in like a costume that's like a mix between lavar burton uh no, of, of like lavar burton characters jordy from star trek and like kuta kinte from roots what it's it's so funny Oh my god, that's fantastic. I need uh, to watch it. This is just regular Eric Andre show episode, right? Yeah, just oh, search shit, Eric, Eric Andre Lance Reddick. It's like literally one of my favorite uh, interviews. Oh, perfect. That's <laughs> It's like one of the only times that Lance Reddick, or, or that like one of the guests actually like gets back at Eric and like fucks with him even more. I gotta, real fast folks, I know we're talking to Horizon, but if you haven't watched the Eric Andre show, it's fantastic. I haven't seen all the episodes, but it's so, yeah. it's the best late night show you'll ever watch in your entire life and his uh co-guy that like you know they always have like a dude that sits in the chair yeah uh, dude Hannibal Hannibal Burris Burris. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> he's so fucking whack <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so good anyway okay um yeah so you deal yeah, with silence not- who's uh bantu and you actually dude you learn a little bit more about him uh in frozen wilds a bit and oh, they're like yeah this dude's fucked up watch out for him don't trust him and yeah, because like at the end of the game, he seems to walk away with like Hades. Yeah, like he he has Hades with him somehow, and it looks like he's the new antagonist of the second game. Yeah, which is interesting, scary. Uh, after all that shit you worked together for, and it's just like, yeah, I. Uh... Yeah, I I did not see that coming that he was going to be like the villain because he's trying to help you throughout the game, but it seems like it's mostly just to serve his own. Uh, yeah, it's it's very self serving, but he does show some care. At the same time, during certain parts, a little bit, he also rescues you uh, when you're stuck does, in the arena, yeah. on the uh, the Shadow Karja arena. So he's an interesting character because he's pretty much the second biggest character in the game. And it'll be interesting to see, like, you know, you, you do, the whole thing is like, oh, there's these different AI, you defeat Hades. And the premise of, like, after the game, like, you're thinking okay, so what she's going to do next is, isn't it, because do they say Gaia is for sure dead or she's going to go look for Gaia now? I think the idea is she's trying to find a way to bring Gaia back. Yeah, and uh, that's where Forbidden West takes place. For the most part, it seems like she'll be going there to find that. But also, I I do feel like she'll find the other um, functions as well, like the sub-functions. Yeah. Especially, like, seen- like I said, we got hints of Demeter. And yeah, I was about to say that seeing as the the corruption in the trailer for uh, Horizon Two, it looks plant like. That makes me wonder if maybe if if Hephaestus or a part of Hephaestus was the villain in the Frozen Wilds DLC, why couldn't Demeter be like the villain for the yeah. new one? Which Hephaestus, uh, he actually t- there's another AI in this mountain, uh, and the reason it takes over and starts fucking with the Bantu is because his whole thing is building the machines 
And yeah. then uh, everyone keeps destroying the machines. So he's like, I have to uh, stop people from mad. destroying the machines. <laughs> so the whole thing's just like, if he stopped killing the machines, he won't do this anymore. And they're like, but we like killing the machines. <laughs> so, oh. Yeah, so that was, that was an interesting thing. And it, the whole thing, too, is like once you free uh, this AI in Frozen Wilds from him, they're just like, yeah, that was just a part of, that wasn't actually him. He wasn't actually here. That was just like a part, a small sub portion of him. And it's interesting because his stuff is purple. His corruption is purple. And you yeah. also get the, uh, you get a couple other uh, animals. One's like a, I think it's like a wolf and a, and a bear. But it's the, uh, what's it called? The, um, hated them. These ones, the bears were so fucking hard. Uh, they're, they're really difficult, honestly. Um, huh. But I don't remember the robot names, but dude, it, it gets difficult with those ones because you're like, you know, Frozen Wilds is, you it's you should be already like leveled up, you're already maxed out in your level, and now there's new levels you can get, and like it basically has Grandmaster versions of the armor, uh, three armor. I think it's like the the Karja hunting armor and the Nora survivor armor and one other armor, but uh, it basically gives you like the new step ups for them. And you also get to, uh, <laughs> James, you get to uh, challenge the chieftain because he's, like, not letting you do a certain thing. You're like, oh, if you won't let me, then I challenge you to being chief and I'm going to take over your tribe. And you basically oh, take nice. over, you take over a Bantu tribe and you're like, cool. All right, you can have it back now. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Uh, like I said, James, the characters in this are... They're just a lot more... When you play Forest and Wilds, if you have any issues like I did with Zero Dawn, I think Frozen Wilds will change the way you feel because you then see that they do... They took into account their biggest flaws and they fixed them, which just makes you... It's not like, you know, uh, you go and play a Bethesda Studios game where it's like Elder Scrolls or Fallout, and you're like, hey, they sort of fixed this thing. Now this is all fucked. Fuck. It's fucked it up again. And it's like there's more bugs and other shit, and they didn't fix something. But this one's like, okay, they fixed it. Gorilla knows what they're doing. And James, might I also add, the amount of sound design in this game is fantastic. From the sound, all the sounds of the different robots to the sounds so they all sound of the unique. They all sound incredibly unique and the sounds of when you're they, fighting the them guns? and you're injuring them too, like all of it is just so good. Dude, how satisfying is that like uh like the force gun? Shit, I forget what the fuck it was called. The thing that just does like a huge concussive blast and just like blows shit off of uh, Yeah, cuz it's like uh it's like the um I forget what it's called, but yeah, it's instead of using the arrow, they have the same like, function, but this one just yeah. straight up does like a, a full-on super blast. Like it doesn't do a I don't remember it doing a lot of damage, but it blows off like a shit ton of pieces of the monsters. Yeah, and it really does injure them. It's um I don't think I used, I think I used the arrows a lot more at a certain point, just especially for the thunder jaws. Cause when I wanted to get those, uh, the disc launchers uh, off, yeah. I would, and that's how I'd start the fight is I'd get those. Cause you could honestly, as hard as, uh, as hard as the thunder jaw is, if you can get those disc launchers off and just like fire it off at them, you're pretty much good to go. Like you'll, it only takes a little bit more. And at that point too, the thunder jaw is a lot more injured. So you could just be like, yo, you're fucking dead son. So yeah. It's it's really good though, and a, a shout out to the, the sound designers of Gorilla. They they did a fantastic job. I know, I uh, you know yeah. you'd say that to everyone else, but I actually got to meet them, 
Uh, oh, GDC yeah? a couple of, yeah, I actually hung out, uh, Pinar Temez, uh, she is, uh, one of the sound designers there, she, uh, I forget which, I want to say she worked on the, um, Watcher, and a few other, I forget which ones she actually worked on, but I know I think she's the one that designed the Watcher, I think she also worked mm. on the Owl, in Killzone Shadows Fall, that little, uh, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, if I remember correctly, it's been, it's been yeah. a while, uh, like, we met up in, uh, I, I got to watch her presentation in 20, when did I go to, was it 2018 JDC, I want to say, uh, that's when I went, I got the audio, audio pass, and I got to meet her, and a couple others, um, but, shit, I forgot, because I, I got to actually, dude, we hung out, uh, with a couple other people, uh, a couple of their sound designers and we like got lunch and all this stuff and we we're like talking about everything and that's why I got to like learn about some stuff which is really cool but yeah no they did a they did a fantastic job and I got to listen to it I'm like damn it's it's because it's awesome to put as someone like in that field it's awesome to meet someone and then also know exactly what they worked on because you got to play what they did whereas it, where it's like you know you don't get to do that for most other things uh so that was really cool um the when I went there too, like the only other one I could say that will be interesting when I finally get to play it is honestly, because that's another reason I want to play Call of Duty World War Two. I got to meet some of the audio people for that. So hmm. I, I yeah. wanted, that's why I've been wanting to play specific scenes that I got to see that they were telling us all these stories about. And I'm like, Oh, I could finally watch this plane fly over a fucking bell tower and shit. Yeah. So that is probably one of the few things about that game that I did really enjoy was like the sound design was pretty great. Yeah. And you know, it's like a, another thing real fast, like the, you know, sound design, you don't think about it cause you're just listening and you don't, you don't see it. So you don't pay attention too much to it, but also, you know, it's great sound design because you don't notice anything wrong. Like if it feels fully in there, that's why you don't really think about it. You don't talk about it because it's just, it's, it's making sure everything feels right. Uh, so that's, that's how you know it's point. a good job. Um, but you know, every now and again, maybe there's something that really makes your ears perk up and you're like, Oh, what is this? Like, uh, I remember like watching, um, the arrival, uh, the, the, the mixing in that is so fantastic that I was like, even when they flip pages of paper, I was like, Oh, Oh, this is, ma- this is amazing. Someone give this movie an award. Uh, Dude, like just, just playing destiny last night. There's like a few guns that just sound so good. Like, dude, Hawthorne's Field Forge shotgun. Yeah. Like, that shit sounds cool. I, I like, tried out a new, like, well, a sniper rifle I got recently, Tranquility. It's it's one of the ones from um, the Shadowkeep. And it just, it sounds so cool, dude. <laughs> also- I wasn't planning on keeping it, but I might actually end up using that sniper rifle more just because it sounds so good. Oh, nice. Also, almost for, I found uh, so it's Anton Woldick as uh, the uh, he's the principal sound designer gorilla. So he's like the one in charge. I remember, I remember um, when <laughs> I cracked at, uh, at the dice uh, at the, at the dice uh, panel. They were talking about Battlefront Two, and they were showing all the different uh, different uh, what would you call it? The different landscapes. So like snow, desert, whatever, and they showed Luke's like force ground pound or whatever and each time it did it it sounded different like uh depending on the environment it was actually a different sound uh it was like all this really cool stuff and i remember anton was up there and he's like literally he asked him a question about it 
and he has his notebook open and he's just writing shit down like nonstop as they explain everything. He's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because <laughs> the, the whole th- thing too is like that when the fun thing about GDC is you're like exchanging ideals and like um, methods of doing like design and things like that. That's why it's so fun because uh, you get to find out methods and like plugins they use, things like that. So it's like, whoa. And I'm like, man, I suck right now because I'm not doing this much at all. <laughs> everyone's gonna start somewhere though yeah so but oh my god it was, it was yeah so anyway horizon uh overall i'd say yeah it was a, it was a really good time um i'd say it's one of the more notable exclusives that came out for the ps4 yeah once again i still have my issues with it i wouldn't give it like because of that stuff i probably would have given it like it's not bad like it's just one thing that kind of annoyed me that would probably take off like a point or two uh but it was like definitely an eight I'd say for sure if I had to score it um but and we don't really score anything but it did feel like an eight for me uh it was a good b game or b rated letter grade b plus b plus we'll give it b plus yeah but I just really enjoyed the story yeah no it's such an interesting story it's a great story you get to unfold throughout everything uh when you unlock things when you earn things it does feel really good uh, the only other thing I hated was hunting actual animals to upgrade your capacity. Oh, that yeah. I hated that because I was like, <sighs> give me the fucking bones, give me the skins, and uh, the amount of... I just... It was James. It was to a point where I was I was just mainly focusing on that for a good amount of time, where I was just like, I just want this done. I don't want to deal with this. Even though it wasn't part of, part of like the platinum, I just wanted like the best capacity I could get and yeah i did also keep running out of inventory because i kept saving certain things so you know when you get late into the game you're just like fuck oh yeah yeah there's there's just a lot of stuff i will say too like i think um i think my favorite not main mission related but i guess side stuff my favorite was the uh hunting lodge oh yeah yeah that was probably my favorite set of mission it was with uh talana i want to say yeah, she was a really interesting side character. I liked her. Yeah, so and that the fucking dude, that fucking asshole, he was they like all... in charge of it, and then he just like he's fighting the he's fighting uh what's his name? Yeah, there was like a specific name for that thunder red, god. Red something. Yeah. He's and fighting like... the red red uh red what the fuck it was red red I can't it was red something. I, I don't remember the exact Hang on, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna find this one, James. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it. But yeah, I just I, I I do remember that like he decides to go off alone, and like the person you've been helping with the hunting lodge missions is just like, yeah, this dumbass went off alone. I I kind of I don't also like an him. Asshole. Yeah, it's like I don't like him, but like I don't want him to die because he's an idiot or whatever. So you go and you try to like help him or whatever, but by the time you get there, he gets like tail whipped by uh, the uh, Thunderjaw and he's just like fucking dying. Yeah. So I don't know. He kind of got what was coming to him for being like an arrogant dick, but whatever. It's at least you tried. <laughs> yeah, he, he tried all right. That yeah. dude. He was just also like. Um... The way he would Red Ma, that's what its name was. Red Ma. That's it. Yeah. I wanted to say like Red Jaw or something like that, but that didn't sound quite right. Yeah. And he was also just kind of like I mean, the whole dude was like basically that was the most sexist character in the game, probably too. Like he, also that. Yeah. Was, he, he's like, woman can't join the lodge. And then he kept like cheating and shit. 
So yeah, he tried to have them killed. I was like, "Are you fucking, bro? Are you for real?" It's like you do realize that Aloy hunts these like giant robot dinosaur monster things for funsies, right? Like you want to fuck with that person? <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, the lodge was really cool. Uh, there were some uh, side missions that I liked a lot, but like I said, dude, once you get into the side missions and stuff for the. Um, frozen wilds like there's these three there's these three hunters that are just really randomly there that you help out throughout the gate throughout the expansion like they have multiple missions uh it's it's really cool like the like i said uh when you play frozen wilds it really expands on everything so anything you liked if you liked the the character development if you liked the kind of interactions with characters it is 20 times better in frozen wilds they just do such a better job in there and it's i really it that and the colors everything else about it it just it works so well i was like 20 i was so much more interested in frozen wilds than the base game at a certain point just because it it was a full clean playthrough like it it wasn't taking me out like it was in the the first game or in the the main portion of the game I should re-download that just to play the Frozen Wild DLC. Yeah, it dude, especially honestly do it. It's it's not too long. Too. Like you'll probably play it maybe six hours, depending. On, it depends if you do everything. I did everything. Um, it may take you longer, but it yeah, it just depends on how much you want to do because there is also collectibles here and stuff, and that might take some time. So just right. keep that in mind. Um, but any any last any last remarks? No, I, th- I think, like, honestly, I could gush about this game for a long-ass time, so we've probably gone along- on long enough. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I had left. Um, I mean, like I said, it it makes a really cool original concept of just, like, hey, it's a clone girl who is going through and fighting robot dinosaurs in a post-apocalyptic... Not even post-apocalyptic. It's, like, that point where the apocalypse already came and went, and it's like new start earth. Yeah, like fresh. literally everyone was gone. Yeah, there's no more because the apocalypse not, usually not means everyone. like people are still surviving and stuff. This is like yeah. it's over. It's like this is already that was an ice age and this is the new age. Yeah, not even it wasn't just every human. It was like every living thing, including plants. Yeah, like there was nothing left. Like, not all animals are even introduced yet back. Like, there's a... Yeah. I think it's actually in... Um, I think it's in Frozen Wilds. I can't remember where it is, but there's, like, a cool little museum where it talks about specific actual animals. And it's like, what's a black bear and a grizzly bear and a puma? Because, yeah. you know, we don't we don't get other animals yet. It's just small yeah. little, like, little animals. There's, like, boars and turkeys and stuff. I yeah. Turkeys? Boars, turkeys, squirrels, rabbits, um badgers raccoons foxes and fish yeah i guess i'm just like really excited for the second game because it they've said it's going to take place in the forbidden west which they hype that up like throughout it's uh, san francisco that and there's just like you see the golden gate bridge (laughs) like every time someone and it's I at least initially took that as like, this is why we don't let you go farther west or whatever. It's just like, oh, there's giant machines there. And it's like, and that's how it's hyped up to you the entire game. It's like, no one goes to the Forbidden West because the, like, you think that the the machines that we have here are dangerous? You don't even know what's in the West. Yeah. I mean, so we saw, we saw more Snap Maws, um, which I'm excited for. 
But we also Bold saw like uh, yeah, we saw, like giant elephants or woolly mammoth, whatever it's going to be based off of like elephant or mammoth, as well as uh, what is it, giant turtles. Too. Yeah. So it's going to be cool, and we know it's like because the first game takes place in Colorado, and part of Yellowstone. I think actually yeah. Forbidden West is uh, not Forbidden uh, Frozen Wilds is like part of Yellowstone, and then uh the new game you know we know at least it's in san francisco we don't know if it's in parts of california too or nevada but we'll probably get to see more of that and we'll probably see more of the different ais as well as you know what the hell silence is up to with hades and i'm wondering too if any other characters are going to be in this one because from what it sounds like because i don't know if you know james they announced a comic that they're making uh it it takes it takes place between it takes place right after uh zero dawn but it's, uh, I think it's about um, Talana. Ooh. Yeah, so it's oh, going to be about cool. Talana. Um, and I guess, like, that's happening. But I, I don't think the other... Because the only characters I think would go with Aloy would be... Uh, uh, what are their names? What are the two guys' names? The two dudes are basically crushing on you. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Um, one is, like, the brother. He's, like, the son of the... Uh, ward like the the main warrior for the nora and the other is like the guy who's like the chief bodyguard of the sun king uh, and they're like basically with you at the end of the game but then yeah they might come into this game too along with talana because i feel like those are the three they're like the three characters to stick with you at the end and even though talana isn't i guess she's optional because depending if you like finish the quest by the time she's there she may or may not be there but i think also i think honestly after playing like the like i said i played the lodge like she's one of the better characters in the base game so i would definitely want those three if there's gonna be any of the characters uh those three should totally carry over but we shall see that is uh that is it for our uh our horizon talk james sounds good so uh closing out uh just say quickly uh our featured donation this week like we talked about before uh chadwick boseman had passed away unfortunately due to colon cancer I did put out a specific colon cancer uh, charity to donate to last week. Uh, this week, uh, James looked up to see if we could find any charities he supported. Uh, only found one. So this yeah. week's will be the St. Jude's uh, Children's Hospital that you can donate to. Uh, so that will be our featured donation for this week. Uh, probably for the next couple of weeks, I'll post other cancer-related or colon cancer-related uh, charities, most likely, uh, probably for the next couple of weeks or so. And other than that, uh, next week. So next week we have at least guaranteed news is Ubisoft Forward is happening this Thursday. So we'll be getting that. I don't really... I think they said the Gods and Monsters movie... uh, Gods and Monsters game will be there or or whatever it's called. Um, Except they changed the title or something. I already forgot. Uh, I didn't really care about that game much though. Yeah. That game's supposed right. to be there, and I'm not sure what else will, but like I said, I if they don't announce cross-save or cross-play for Division 2, I probably will be disappointed. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we'll see what we see there, though. Uh, other than that, uh, if things work out scheduling-wise, Brandon will be on, or one of the Brandons will be on. Uh, for the to, Ghost of Tsushima uh, yeah, talk? Yeah, we'll do a full Ghost of Tsushima run-through with that. So those will be like the two main things for next week. 
And then I think that's the only other big show until Sony Microsoft announced things and TGS. Otherwise, uh, uh, when was the second fandom thing? Oh, that's that weekend, that... actually. Yeah, isn't that? In a okay, few weeks? so maybe we'll. That's actually September twelfth. So that, that is next week. Ugh. All right, well, we're going to figure that out. So I, for, I forgot yeah. completely about that. Um, we actually haven't even met up with the other shows yet to talk about that. But yeah, we uh, got to figure out what we're doing. Give a heads up. There is a good chance we'll do another crossover. Uh, but most likely it will be mainly comic book and TV show news, which I would be very happy to talk about comic books for once uh, on one of our episodes. So that could be interesting. Uh, so we're going to work out. Uh, we may or may not then uh, do the Ubisoft Forward and ghost of tsushima talk that week we'll see how it goes if we can do it beforehand then we'll maybe do it like thursday night or something we'll see how it goes but we got that uh the second fandom which it's not like i said no movies no games uh, most likely just tv shows comics uh like for crossovers maybe actually i'll see if we can work out getting a couple movie commentaries in there too uh maybe uh we'll try to see if we can get that going uh probably batman animated related again I'm thinking, James, uh, the ones I wanted to do also were, uh, at least first off, were Year One and Gotham Knights, the anthology one. So that could be fun. No guarantees, but we'll see if we can get that in the next couple weeks or so. But that is all we got for this week uh, and what's coming up soon. But if you want to email the show, give us any feedback, positive or negative, uh, you can at sutrasidetalk.gmail.com. And any questions, you could send there as well. We'll read them on the show, most likely, if it's a good question. And if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can at Sutra Side Talk. You can also follow the show on Instagram, at Sutra Side Talk. You can follow James on Twitter, at InvaderJim124. And you can follow me on Twitter, at GoGoComZilla. Of course, all of this is always in the show notes for any links and that kind of stuff that you need. Uh, please subscribe, follow, uh, give a five-star review or like the podcast that is how you can help us out on whatever platform you are listening on and if you can share or retweet uh the show that would be fantastic so anytime we uh tweet it out if you can give us a like give us a retweet share it out on social media tell your friends and family anything word of mouth like that kind of stuff is what helps us the most as long as we can keep building up our uh viewership that is our main goal currently so thank you guys so much and we'll catch you Again next week, if not multiple times next week, apparently. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll let you know. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening.